0: Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome back to Happy to Meet Cute. This is Fallon Ballard, and I am here with my super fabulous co host, Courtney Kay. And we are so excited to be back with another episode here with you today.
0: Yay! Hi, Fallon. Hi, Hi. everybody. So um. excited. So excited. We have such a great episode ahead and we wanted to just say hi really quick before we dive in and talk about what we are consuming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So many things. Um, I think I have talked a little bit already about how in my day job I am a wedding coordinator and I am just coming off of like the busiest stretch of wedding coordinating I have had in my 11 year career. Um, Mm -hmm. and I finally feel like I have brain function again. And so I am finally, finally starting to catch up on all of the like intellectual shows that I have been missing. I've only been watching reality TV, which you all already know all about. Um, so you I love your
0: recap. <laughs> I know.
1: I just finished um, the Obi Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus, and I am in the middle of Andor right now, and I am obsessed. Like I cannot get enough of the show. I'm doing that thing where I'm like not watching all of the episodes at once because I like don't want it to end,
0: nice. and
1: um, I am. So into Diego Luna, I feel like he is going to be the hero inspiration for my next book because Ooh. I just love him so much. He's so adorable and he's like not my type at all. Like normally I'm into like really tall guys, like that's sort of my thing. And he's just like a little short king and I just think he's
0: so cute.
1: Oh, I, oh I, just Googled,
0: I just Googled him. Oh, wow. He has such he's, like a kind face. Yes. He has just, kind eyes. <laughs> yes, he does. I love him. Yes. Well, I support um, this as your next uh, love interest <laughs> in, in Spo.
1: I love it. Um, It just gives me an excuse to just look at pictures of him for a long time and pretend like it's work.
0: So, you know. Love that. Love that, that for us. <laughs> we got to embrace what have those you? parts of our job.
1: You yeah. <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs>
0: What have you been consuming
1: lately now that you are finally off deadline?
0: Deadline free. I feel like I told uh, my husband the other day, I was like, I feel like I just earned a master's degree. Like, (laughs) why don't they give uh, us those? (laughs) Like, I really feel like each book we turn in should be like, here's your certificate of completion, yes. <laughs> your degree. Yes. I mean, we do end up getting the actual published books, which
1: that's you know, cool. <laughs> that's also cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, I had a day there where I just the the amount of work I had to get done was so intense. And it's wild because I was never able to complete NaNo or any of those. Yeah. And now I'm like I did it. Like I really did so much work in short amount of time.
1: You did. Um
0: so I'm really thrilled about that. But there was a day, several days, let's be real. But recently there was a day where I just was stuck on one chapter, couldn't get through it. And I ended up just binging Heartstopper in like one afternoon. Love Which it. I recommend for clearing your writer's block, your skin, cleaning your house, <laughs> like watering your garden, everything. <laughs> that show. <laughs> that show is just so amazing. The soundtrack is incredible. I don't know if you're like me, but if I hear good music in a show or movie, I immediately go look it up and add it to all of my writing playlists.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, Heartstopper is definitely on my list of things that I have missed out on watching over the past few months that I need to, to watch. So I will be jumping on that train soon.
0: I I missed out too, you know, when it was, everybody was watching it because while I've been on Deadline, it's almost like everything, all the things I knew that I would binge have been on pause.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But I,
0: I am happy to report it's like eight episodes long and I really like it's a it's an afternooner, really. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can right. get you can get through it and then be filled <laughs> up uh, to move forward. So, yeah, that's 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 what's been going on. I
1: love it so much. So fun. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about some more reality TV, though, on today's episode, which I'm super excited about.
0: So excited. And Lily Vale is a delight. yes. Like if Lily Vale was um a candy she would be all the candies. Like she's just <laughs> she's just such a delight, such a joy, so talented but yet so humble like what? The yes. Heck? Yes. Um yeah. I love talking to her about like fantasy world building in a contemporary setting and hearing everything she had to say. So that's ahead. Which is awesome. The holiday movies. We talked a lot of Hallmark.
1: We're still at our our holiday movie zone. (laughs) That's not ending for a while. (laughs) I know.
0: I know. Um, We talked, what was the reality show, as you are our reality show expert. Oh, we talked about Love Island. Oh, and I, so you will hear
1: all of this. Courtney is going to describe a show that is so amazing that we both watched, but we could not remember the name of. And I think I found it, and I believe it's called Too Hot to Handle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I appreciate you for looking that up.
1: I didn't look it up. Honestly, it popped up on my Netflix, like, because I watch so much trash TV. It was like, you might like this show. And I was like, of course I would. Um, And I was like, oh wait, that's the one we're talking about. So when you get to that part, and we can't figure out what the name of that show is, it's Too Hot to Handle.
0: (laughs) That show is oh my god a a whirlwind so bad and you haven't seen it yet
1: i watched like one or two episodes i think okay and i couldn't it couldn't hang
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's crack cocaine of reality tv (laughs) oh goodness i love it (laughs) Okay. And so to intro Lily's show, something that we had so much fun talking about, I am going to give Lily the little segue that she deserves, which is another bombshell enters (laughs) the building. We hope you love this episode as much as we love talking with Lily. Have a wonderful day. Hello, happy to meet cute fam, Fallon and Courtney here. We are so, so beyond excited to have the fantastic, the amazing, the gem of a human, Lily Vale here with us today. Lily is the author of books for both teens and adults, including The Decoy Girlfriend, Beauty and the Bishram, The Shoddy Setup. And Small Town Hearts, an American Library Association's 2020 Rainbow Books List Selection. <laughs> I had to pull up the dog. Okay. She writes, oh. she writes about secrets and yearning, complicated and ambitious girls who know what they want, the places we call home, and people we find our way back to, and the magic we make. Born in Mumbai, she grew up in Mississippi, Texas, and North Dakota, and now lives in an Indiana college town. Lily, hello! We are so happy to have you. So happy to be here. Excited to talk
2: to you both. We
0: um, are And two. I do
1: have to throw in, because it's very exciting that Lily and I have the same editor for our adult romances, so we're practically family. <laughs>
0: this is very true. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. What publisher are you both with? Putnam. Putnam. Nice. Well, shout out to your lovely editor.
1: Yes, She's amazing.
0: <laughs> of lovely books. And um, Lily, do you want to tell us about The Decoy Girlfriend, which it came out in September? Yeah, it just came out in
2: September. Um, it's it, it. my
0: sophomore adult romance novel.
2: It's about a author writing her second book wink wink little coincidence there um (laughs) and she is struggling to write her second book and as a little escape from the monotony of her life and the death of her mother which happened a few years ago she escapes by impersonating a celebrity who she uncannily looks alike and she gets busted one day by the celebrity's boyfriend, who is a very, very hunky co-star of her upcoming movie. And he looks like uh, the gray-haired pandemic pics of Logan Lerman, which is like my number one marketing <laughs> book that I've been using. <laughs> I'm just very into Logan Lerman, apparently. Um, but yeah, so she gets busted by him. And... She, and the actress forces her to repay her for all the freebies and the perks and all the little things that she gets for impersonating her. And she basically coerces her to taking her place while she gets a very well-deserved break. Uh, we all know, you know, we can assume like what Hollywood, um, the stress and all of that entails. So she wants her break. She takes off and she leaves our main character, Freya, in her place where she has to fake date Taft Bamber, which is our Logan Lerman lookalike, in order to trick everyone into thinking that there that, that there's no trouble in paradise at all. Um, and it's a forced proximity, um, author, actor, fake dating. Did I already say fake dating? You can S <laughs> that out. <S laughs> out. S no,
0: out. yeah, no. <laughs>
1: actor Hollywood big dating rom-com I and, love
0: it oh my god I'm obsessed and I just looked up how you say Logan Learman Lerman. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Appro- approved
2: a I very nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually
1: love that you said that because one of the questions that um, a listener submitted on Instagram was, "Did you have any specific celebrity inspiration for your decoy girlfriend characters?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, yes, that all tracks. That tracks."
2: You, you <laughs> mentioned that like right off the bat. Amazing. I love it. It's really interesting because when those pictures came out, I was still writing my first book, "The Shoddy Setup," and I made a comment to my then. I think to my then editor at the time, and I said, I'm definitely gonna write my next book with a hero that looks like him. And it was right when all the nice. Twitter like gone the, the pictures had gone viral on Twitter. And I was so like hyped for that for this book that I had no concept of at all yet. I just knew what the hero was gonna look like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the important thing, right?
2: <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Perfect.
1: That's amazing. I mean, That's
2: really all you
0: need, time, I feel like. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. How much fun did you have writing this book? Um, was it just like how many, how much research did you have to do? And like, how, how was it getting into the whole Hollywood glamour of it all? Um, I wouldn't say it's like
2: too much research only because I feel like we are so immersed already in like that kind of like the gossip of everything that's going on. I mean, so true. To, like, yeah, I mean, you only have to look at the whole did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine uh, <laughs> <laughs> phenomenon to kind of figure out, you know how obsessed with celebrity life. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like I just had like a lot of ideas going in that I just wanted to put on the page and see where that took me. I mean, we've all essentially been marinating I, like, our lives have been so boring for the past few years, you know, we're living vicariously so through other people. <laughs> That's So amazing. true.
1: That's I know, so true. um, I am trash for celebrity romance. Like it is mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorite. I don't know if it's because I have lived in LA my whole life, um, I just, like, anytime somebody's like, oh, there's a celebrity in this, I'm like, yes, give it to me. Give it to me now. I want it. (laughs) I want it all. Yes, for sure.
0: Seriously incredible. And what's amazing to Fallon and I, and we were also talking to Suzanne Park about this when she was on with us um, in the last episode, is that you write both YA and adult and your voice is so distinct and each and so like audience appropriate and your story in each genre and each not genre sorry for each audience just packs like that same giant punch and all the swoons and how how do you shift between the two that's a good question um
2: it wasn't actually as significant as I thought it would be because my first YA, which was Small Town Hearts, was actually like not a very young YA. The characters were already graduated from high school. They were already 19 years old. So it wasn't very like immersive in like home life and parents and like the basic, mm, okay. the basic like, high school shenanigans. Um, they were already graduated <laughs> and like for the, for the main character of that book, college was not like the next step in her journey. She was fully planning to stay in her small town and continue working as a barista at her local coffee shop. And like, that was her goal. Like That was what she wanted to do. And I really wanted to like normalize, like not everyone has the same path. Um, Like, you know, I I know we were all probably sold to the same thing of like, get good grades in school, Mm -hmm. go get into a good college, and then you're going to get a good job. And I mean, I think we all kind of know that it doesn't always work out as simply as they would have us believe like the the vague generic they um but yeah yeah Um, she was already older she was already like she was technically still a teenager but the themes and the content was very much not um lower ya it was upper ya and then when my next book came out which was the shoddy side up my adult debut uh, the characters were just in their mid to late 20s. So it didn't feel like as much of a leap as I thought it would. But then for yeah. my second YA, which came out um, just this summer in May, which was Beauty and the that For that one, which is a Beauty and the Beast, uh, Rivals to Lovers, Forced Proximity, Workplace Retelling. Um, for that one, they were actually just 16 years old. Which was younger than I've ever written before, and while I had a blast writing it, I'm not sure I would do it again. Just because I feel like going forward, probably like 17 or 18 would be better for me. So it's not so much of a leap between adult books, which are very different in content, and you know, YA, a little bit more mindful of what you put in. But I'm I'm really like glad to hear that you think my voice is so distinct for like both age groups. Like I love hearing that, like that's hundred percent like what I hope to do.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I, uh, can't imagine doing that. I, uh, I think anybody that's read <laughs> Lisa love knows my propensity for using the F word. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know that I could control yeah, myself enough to write YA. A lot of them in, um, beauty
2: in the Base and to, my editor, my sweet editor's credit. Like she did not tell me to remove a single one. Um, I was worried about. Oh, nice! It, but I, I yeah. agree with
1: it. <laughs> nice. I guess. I mean, I um, I taught junior high and high school for eight years, and I can tell you that they absolutely talk way worse than I ever did <laughs> <laughs> or ever do. So <laughs> it's realistic. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: There's some there's something about it being in writing though that's like yes. Oh. Well, when I was doing edits for in the event, I think I said the f word seventy five times. Like I did a doc search, and I had to I had to edit that way down. And even now, listening to the audio book, which is such a different experience than reading mm. it on the page, I'm like, wow, Courtney, you really went hard with the with the cussing mm. in this one.
2: And that's is, so I mean, interesting because you type it and you hear it in your head it never sounds as bad as like when somebody else says it like when, when for me yeah. it's just like part of my vocabulary, so and like it's like white noise I don't hear it and then someone else yes and it's like oh my gosh like it's a, it's a completely different experience for sure
0: that's so true
1: Okay, this is kind of a random tangent, but I just have to ask this question since you brought it up. Um do you guys listen to your audiobooks?
0: One time I have. You have? Yeah. Do you uh, Lily?
2: Not usually I don't usually usually listen all the way through, but like I am very like intrigued to see how someone brings my characters to life. Um I mm-hmm. just think that's really like exciting. Um but I actually had, like, a little bit of a fiasco with my last YA, where the, the, it was it was a whole big thing. But for my adult books, like, I've always, like, had a great experience, like, hearing everything. Um, and I was really excited and very lucky that for The Decoy Girlfriend, I actually had two narrators. So I had a male voice actor as well. And that was really cool. Um, it, it made it feel, like, a lot more real that there were, like, two POVs in there. Instead of mm-hmm. like one person doing both voices. So I was really like, excited about that. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah, I love what that. About, what about you, too? Um, did, did you have multiple? I people? can't do it. You can't <laughs> well, do
1: it. No, I just can't listen. I don't know. Like, I, um, maybe it'll get easier as I get more books under my belt. But yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of started to listen to Lise and I was like, nope, I can't. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I don't know why it just like, I was like, uh, there's just something about it that just made me like, really like, uh, I'm just going to cringe the whole way through or, and it's obviously nothing to do with the narrator. It was, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just, um, I don't know. It was just a different experience to like, be like, oh, th- those are my words. I don't think I want to listen <laughs> to this anymore. <laughs> which no shade to the narrator she was amazing
2: so on the flip side if your books are made into movies or tv shows would you watch those all the way through because I know like actors a lot of times say that they don't watch themselves
1: yeah I I would yeah I
2: think not gonna
1: lie oh yeah for sure um (laughs) I mean I think in an ideal world If that fantasy were to ever come true, I would want to be involved in the production, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as much as possible. But I think when you take something from book and turn it into movie or TV it almost like becomes its own entity. Like, yes, your characters and your storyline are there, but there are going to inevitably inevitably be changes. um, Mm. Whether you want them to be changes or not, they're kind of (laughs) changes. Maybe you don't really love. Um, They're going to happen. Um, So I think you kind of, for me, that feels a little bit more separate. Like it's, Yes it's mine but it's not really mine like it sort of becomes its own separate thing at that point.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think like that's a good thing to keep in mind as well that like your book is your book and like no one can take that away from you, no one can change that. But then any adaptation of it like no matter what it is, like that's a completely different beast altogether and like the book and the adaptation there are yeah. like some, they might not be an exact like carbon copy of each other and that's totally fine. Um yeah. I know that's been like, um, like to all the boys I've loved before. Like, I was actually pretty excited with how that one was adapted. Like, it did feel like very faithful. It didn't feel like there were major leaps or anything in that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite movie franchises. Honestly, <laughs>
1: I love those totally. so much. I think um, I think what is great about that adaptation in particular is it captured the feeling that those books mm-hmm. gave me. Like when I was reading those books, it was just like, it just makes you feel like all warm and squishy inside. And I think that the movies got that feeling. And I think that's what's missing a lot of times from when you go from book to movie or book to TV show is like mm-hmm. that emotion that you carried as a reader doesn't always translate over to when you watch it. -hmm. Um, I can't imagine how hard that is to do. (laughs)
2: Like, hundred percent, and I think a lot of that, yeah, like the texture which they add to the scene. Like, I don't know if you saw the the behind the scene like pictures of like Lara Jean's bedroom and like the effort that they went to to actually make it look like a teenager's bedroom. Um, I love that. Like, I love the little details of actually like making it look like a house and a home and not you know like a very obvious set. Which I mean, I yeah. feel like sometimes when we watch like sitcoms and things, like you can tell how like transparently set like it
0: is.
1: Yeah, that's very true. That's very did you true.
0: Notice too how there's always a color palette to those movies. Yes, it's like turquoise red yellow I'm so sorry if you can hear my cat in the background (laughs) it's fine (laughs) I don't know if you can but it's she's very loud (laughs) um (laughs) but it's like turquoise yellow pinks reds in every scene they bring it in it has like this really cozy flow to it and it feels so intentional I love that
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you mentioned yeah. feeling cozy and like that's
0: pretty much exactly what I was thinking. Like it's so warm and very like iconic, I think, of those movies. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like this leads us into one of our topics, which is the world as a character, which you are so amazing at creating. Um, Thank you. <laughs> what of course at what book I guess is there is there a specific book that you have in mind that was just like so fun to play with with bringing that world to life?
2: Honestly, I would say all of them. Like for my first yeah two books, for my first three books, which was Small Town Hearts, The Shoddy Setup, and Beauty in the Bat I actually got the chance to invent a whole world for it. Um, so Small Town Hearts, wow. was still main um, little seaside community, and it was very cute and like <laughs> names for all the businesses and the street names and the beach. And I had all kinds of like li- little local events, like a sandcastle building competition, a pageant, and like all these like little things that really made it come to life. And I, I loved doing that. And then in the shoddy setup, I invented an island off the coast of New Bern in North Carolina. Called Rosalie Island, and it was accessible only by ferry. And I made it like the mashup of every single island or seaside community or beach I'd ever been to in <laughs> my life. Like I, I made it like my yes. ideal vacation spot. Um, to the point where actually for both of those books, people were emailing me or telling me that I, I really wanted to visit there. I tried googling it. I wanted to go for <gasps> a vacation. I, I is this based on a real place I could book a vacation to? And like people, wow. like even in the publishing team, they were like, I was trying to Google that and I couldn't find it. Like, is it real? Um, which was basically the best compliment I could have ever gotten in my life because I love world
0: building. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah.
2: And I did the same thing with Beauty in the Batre where I invented a whole town. And Decoy Girlfriend, which was my latest release, I actually did not invent something from the ground up. I actually did Basa in LA. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Kind of embarrassed now, Fallon, if I got anything wrong. Cause you're-, Cause-
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're totally fine. Fallon's <laughs> so
0: in there, like underlining everything I got wrong. <laughs> no way! No,
1: no, no, no. Um,
0: well, and LA is so like there's LA. so many different facets to LA. Anything yeah. will go. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But- <I> mean, no. <laughs> Great. I
2: kind of zoomed in on one neighborhood in particular where our main hero lived, and I kind of made the uh, community, the neighborhood, feel mm-hmm. like um, as cozy and warm as possible. Like I tried not to make it seem like the larger than life Hollywood, like the, the kind of stereotype that you imagine um so yeah like, you know when you watch those movies where like they're in Paris or Hollywood or whatever and there's a montage of the main character driving by in the car and they happen to see like every major site along the way even like, <laughs> yeah. there's no realistic GPS <laughs> to way that
0: would happen I'm getting like Luke McGuire or a Hannah Montana flashback <laughs> 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 like the Disney yeah. channel everything flowing by at one time
1: <laughs>
2: so true um so i was kind of just focused on like one little area of that and i tried to make that like a very small part of la feel as big and like true to life as possible and like yeah. bring it to life as a character and that's like what i love doing and i feel like that's probably because of my past as a sins addict um like ma- like designing houses and <laughs> neighborhood and the business and I'm not gonna lie. Like that was a huge part of like my growing up, and probably like a big part of like why I'm a writer today.
0: Because clearly, I love controlling other people, <laughs> putting them into really warm and cozy situations, and seeing what happens.
1: Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm
0: definitely never
2: putting them in a pool, and then deleting the little staircase to, that that'll get them out. <laughs> Amazing. I had a fascination with, like, trying to romance the Grim Reaper in those games. So, like, so, like die and then they come back as a ghost and you romance the
0: Grim Reaper. It's a whole big thing. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's cool. I'm so sad I never, I have never gotten into Sims because I've been so afraid that it would consume my entire life. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Ability to do that, which is why I doubt def- I haven't played it much like, <laughs> like in the last few years. But I mean, I remember like being in high school and college, and like I was playing up to like three or four in the morning. I was obsessed.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I I'm that. already gone for Animal Crossing. What would I do with like <laughs> actual <laughs> cities and buildings and people? <laughs>
1: so funny. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) I didn't, I never really, I didn't really ever play Sims either, but I never really thought about that as being like a gateway to writing, but that does make a lot of sense where we are kind of the uh, overlords.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like a little puppeteer controlling everything. Um, And, you know, like the, the one thing that they got, like, I mean, there, there were a lot of things that were like not accurate or true to life. But like the one thing that I feel personally like devastated and misled by is the fact that the characters could like sit down <gasps> at their computer and write a novel in like five hours, and then yeah, <laughs> the, the royalties they get on that are like eight hundred simoleons, and they get royalties every two days. <laughs> <laughs> well, not
0: what? What? Like, <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> <Not> real. <laughs>
1: yeah, really. <laughs> Oh and my gosh,
0: that's like In defense of Animal Crossing, and um, you can laugh at me about this, but I have had moments, <laughs> like I'm not going to say don't laugh because this is a little bit ridiculous. I have had moments where I'm writing and I'm like, well, actually in Animal Crossing, they have the specific characteristics of each town person. So I should be giving the characters in my book like – call out characteristics. We should have like, at, not like a bug festival, but you know, different festivals that like the whole world building in animal crossing. Sometimes I will literally reference it to write uh, <laughs> a community. Nice. Oh, yes. Uh,
2: yeah. It works. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, cause you basically, you created the, um, the small town in, in the event of love yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then i'm working on a uh oceanside one in maywell bay in book oh, two as well so <laughs> it's fun me. lily
2: kern falls was like the most charming place ever um like that's definitely a place if i didn't know it was fiction i would google and be like how do i book my next vacation there oh um, my <laughs> <gosh>. yes, <laughs> totally your next one
0: Thank you. But what you were saying about just putting everything you love, like a conglomerate of all the places you've been and things that you enjoy. I think that's so much fun to do in world building. It definitely is. You can like pick out all the best like facets of anywhere you've
2: been or anything like you. Like there's all these um, accounts on Twitter that like take pictures of the most gorgeous locations ever. And like there's no like earthly way that like something from, um, I don't know. England would ever like architecturally be here and I'm I'm sitting here thinking how can I somehow like shoehorn this into a little town in Indiana and like nice <laughs> love that aesthetic. and I'm always trying to find ways to make Indiana seem more exciting than it actually is because I'm surrounded by <laughs> right now. um well, I guess the corn is gone but right now, but it's all been like raised to the ground and it's replaced by mountains of snow. So oh. I am always dreaming of the seaside
0: oh. for that reason. Yeah. Well, you, you do a beautiful job creating it, which also yes. leads us into seaside, into island, <laughs> which is Love Island. Please tell us all about your love for Love Island. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know what? like that is like I've never been a big reality TV show person. Um I think when I was like in high school, I got like a little bit into um real Housewives. and I watched oh yes. And my intro to that was Real Housewives of New Jersey. and I remember oh, I was yeah. it. <laughs> And like I remember I was watching it with my mom, and it was like the Teresa season. And there was oh that, yeah there was that episode where like her husband is like paying people like huge wads of cash and <gasps> I told my mom um, I think something kind of weird going on there like who carries like huge wads of cash around like that? And then I remember like a few <laughs> months later, um, I was in like the Walmart like checkout line and then there was a magazine. <laughs> face out right in front of me where it's like he got arrested and I was like I knew it and like, that was, like <laughs> that was my reality tv like I knew something shady was going on and now I just keep watching like more reality tv shows because I want to see all the shadiness apparently um but like Love Island like I feel like that's one of the few that is kind of wholesome in its way I mean I know everyone is like it, everyone, like, a lot of people are like walking yellow flags and there's like a lot of, like, <laughs> but I mean, it, not to say it doesn't have its like criticisms or whatever, but like, it's just so, it just draws you in. It makes you feel like you're part of it. Like you're lounging out there next to them, and like voyeuristically, like learning everything that they're up to. And kind of eavesdropping and spying on them. And again, you know, the last two years have been a little bit boring for me personally because, you know, with everything going on. And I kind of re—it was, it was a renaissance of my reality TV show obsession, basically. Um, so I have re- myself to it like very recently, and I'm hearing a lot of stuff about Love Is Blind, which I have not actually seen, but I have learned a lot about it through <laughs> social media. So that might be like what I watch after I get off my next deadline. But like I just watched like I, I finished all of the Love Island Australia and I watched them in order. So I watched one, two, and three, and now I'm just waiting for the next season. But I, I haven't watched any of the USA episodes and I am watching the UK one backward. Um I I, I don't Oh wow, um, I think it's because I went to Hulu and I just like pressed play and it played the most recent season and then okay. I realized I was out of order. So then I just started going backward and <laughs> now I
0: think I'm like, been two or three and I mean, i love oh Hulu, it. Oh my God. That's amazing. As somebody, okay. So I've never watched Love Island. What is the premise? Do they just throw all these people on an island together? Basically? Yeah
2: in for the love island uk they're all in majorca and they have rented like this villa and there's a whole bunch of i think there's 10 or 11 singles depending on when they bring the bombshell in and the bombshell is like the, the uber f- pop person who is meant to kind of <laughs> throw everything into chaos
0: because by the time the wow
2: closed,
0: all the other so they kind that, of couple up yeah so they, they couple up and then okay yeah, but the bombshell is
2: there to cause problems, basically. Um, love it. It's almost always my favorite character, by the way.
0: <laughs> but absolutely, I um,
1: love it. I have, I've dipped in to Love Island. I think the UK version a couple of times, um, and I don't know why I haven't like given it my full attention. Probably because my reality TV slate is act full <laughs> of other trash that i shouldn't be watching um but we're coming down like we're coming into the slow season i think of reality tv where there's like mm. there's no bachelor all that stuff is done um usually over the holidays like there's not a, a lot of real housewives happening so i'm like maybe i'm going to dip into
2: love island <laughs>
1: during this little slow time <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. You definitely should. And then like DM me all about your thoughts because I could talk about it forever.
1: I will. <laughs> yeah, and uh, same when you start watching Love is Blind because I'm obsessed.
2: Um, I'm scared, <laughs> too. No. Like, I've been a lot of stuff like, out of context, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Start with the first
1: season. The first season is definitely... I think the first season, there's just something about the first season of a reality TV show where it just is as real as it's going to get because nobody Mm -hmm. knows the premise yet. So when the characters are coming in, when the people are coming in, they're coming in totally like clean slate. They don't have any expectations And then after that, it's like when you see a show that's successful, then you start getting people that are like, I want a lot of Instagram followers, so I'm going to go on Love is Blind. And it's like, no, that's not fun for us. (laughs) I don't want to see influencers. I want to see people who really think that they can fall in love with somebody they've never seen and get engaged after nine days. That's (laughs) what I
0: want. (laughs) Yeah. The diehards. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want.
2: You know, there's another show that that kind of reminds me of that I watched a while back. Was it like Married at First Sight?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I remember remember that that title.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that one too, like the early seasons of that show are amazing. Um, And then it does kind of start, I think, to fall off a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's like that sweet spot before people try to kind of game it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you've
1: watched as a viewer, if you've watched, you know, five or six seasons of something, like, I feel like it's pretty easy to figure out, like, okay, I'm going to go tell them exactly what they want to hear. I'm going to be this, like, charming person that's like, yes, I absolutely can't wait to get married, even though, you know, (laughs) you don't want to get married or you're not ready to get married. Um, and (laughs) And then it goes downhill from there. But I still love it.
0: <laughs> the producers will love that. I guarantee. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's so good. So good. All right. Well, now I get to add that to my to watch list. <laughs>
0: love Island. So if someone were to start off in the reality dating show universe, where would one begin? Asking oh, for me.
1: That's a great question.
0: I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Michael and I, my husband and I, did watch one that was just so off the wall. It wasn't Temptation Island. It was one... They had a bombshell situation as well. But it was one where they were all sent to this island thinking that it was like Temptation Island. But then... There's, like, this Alexa that controls – oh, shit, my my Alexa just turned on. No, you're fine. Go (laughs) away. (laughs) But the name isn't Alexa. It's not Alexa. But um, it controls what they do. So they're like, oh, you can't hook up with anyone, this little machine. You can't – and if they hook up with anyone, they lose money from the pot – for the whole crew, because they all eventually split the money at the end. And so, like, if someone goes and hooks up, they're deducted, like, thousands of dollars or whatever. And Mm. so then everybody's, like, upset.
2: So basically, the premise is, like, to be
0: as least horny as possible. Yes. Yeah, which makes them all very horny. And then... Like they're all hooked and and there's like cameras everywhere. And this little machine is like tracking what they do and they they'll call a meeting. The machine will call a meeting and they're all sitting in this like round table with this little Alexa in the middle. And, and the machine is like, "Well, Janet, you hooked up with Brad last night," and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" What? And then they have like they lose money. I I can't remember what this show's
1: called. I have seen that. I have seen an episode okay. of that, but I don't I don't remember what it's called either. But I've definitely seen it.
0: It, it sounds completely
2: bananas, and like, and it has it like, like a sci fi element into it with that like yeah. robot. <laughs>
1: Like Big Brother is always watching because we're seeing what you're doing and telling you not to do it.
0: And then there's yeah. this one episode where, so they so the whole point is to make like emotional connections with people. This mm. one couple kept hooking up and costing the group all this money, and but in the end, they really liked this one guy, and so he has to go off on this solo trip, and like his partner, or his couple other half, doesn't know that he's actually still there. Spoilers, sorry. And that he (laughs) has to go and he does this whole like meditation to get in touch with his emotional side and then he comes back like a changed... I I can't even... It is like the most bonkers show. Okay. When I find the title, I will tell you what it is. They get voted off like if the if shoot dang it how do they get kicked off i forget (laughs) no i forget oh they get get sent home if they're not making emotional connections so if they're not improving their inner spirit then they're sent home so it's not the people and the group has to to vote not necessarily like they might give you another chance But then as people get voted
2: off, like, how do you
0: make good television if you're not like punishing them? Yes. And then as people get voted out um, or sent home for not improving or not wanting to improve emotionally, then um, they bring in new new people. So you're always having new people brought in and like all these established couples are being tested by other people's hotness. It's really, really (laughs) (laughs) Show Lingo and Love
2: Island, where like every new hot person, um, if someone in a couple is like attracted to the new person, they're like, Oh, like this is our test, baby.
0: Like it's all yes. about the test. like everyone. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Yeah. Sounds sounds like a great relationship foundation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, All it right. Doesn't
0: seem like it
2: would work and yet I'm always like really impressed seeing like after the fact how many people are still together like 5 seasons later and there are a few. So like and even though I, I don't know them. I will never meet them and yet I am like secondhand really proud of
0: them. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> there is a sense of pride.
2: Yeah, I'm like I feel like that just goes back even to like the whole like parasocial relationship, like we have with celebrities, in the sense that like if mm. two of my favorite, if two of my favorite actors are like still together after twenty years of marriage, like I feel so
0: proud, and I'm like,
2: yeah, <laughs> right, you, right.
0: I knew you were a good one. <laughs> I know,
1: that's so true. And then I take it really personally when like they do dumb shit, and either break up or mm. i'm like like you know so and so gets caught cheating on so and so i'm like what are you doing how could right. you do
2: that to us <laughs> hey.
0: we're rooting for
2: you
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I felt that
2: way with um, chad michael murray and sophia bush from one tree hill
0: <gasps> mm. yeah yeah that
2: was very vocal gasp to that so is there a story behind that
0: Oh no! You- I'm just I'm picturing him now, like in his current. He's like in Hallmark movies now. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, yeah I, just, I, I I watched one. He played an angel with um Jeff from Nine.
2: Okay, we're all laughing. Are we all very? Familiar? Was it like snow? <laughs>
1: I haven't actually seen that one, but I I can imagine. I can even just on that one sentence description I'm like yeah I know exactly what happens in that
0: movie <laughs> you Chad know I've Michael Murray Angel I have just lost it
1: <laughs> which is actually a really nice segue into I think I feel like we have talked about Hallmark movies on every episode we've <laughs> done so far because we just cannot stop talking <laughs> about them but they're so good it is it we'd is. like to take a
0: moment to thank our sponsor <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah hallmark if you would actually like to sponsor us you know hit us up we're here
2: <laughs> and while you're at it make made a movie out of in the event of love which like yes yes
0: oh my gosh yes. Y'all are but it needs sweet. to
1: actually be on netflix so that we can see something more than one see. kiss at the end of the, <laughs> see movie. the horny
0: part
2: netflix, yeah you it up. like you've messed up a few other shows lately
1: yeah yes Ooh. for sure oh man
0: that's funny uh. because my family and I whenever there's a kiss in a hallmark if it lasts long if if, if it's like a double kiss we'll be like oh my hallmark oh my god two kisses <laughs>
2: move, like, that's what I consider it like to your hallmark because a lot of times their mouths just kind of press against each other and it's like, there's no movement. And I'm like, can you can yeah. like, do something so it's not like you're glued together? <laughs> I'm like, it's
0: weird. You're not, you're not kissing your brother. <laughs> oh, there's this one ending kiss in one of the movies. And I'll look up the title. When she pulls back and she does this little nudge with her nose. And I was like, oh, my God. That is triple tier. That is triple tier. Hallmark <laughs> kiss. Like she tapped his nose with hers. It was really adorable.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah, definitely give me that title. I, I know. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Which one was it? <laughs> of, of course, it's like Andrew Walker. I think he's in every single one. Yeah. Do you? Ha- do you ever have an issue with that? Because you really like, like all the actors. They circulate them, right? So do you ever have an issue where you're watching and you're like, no, but I really liked them with that other person. I can't let it go.
1: (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. I think the success of a Hallmark movie really is rooted in if the two leads have any chemistry whatsoever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Mm -hmm. we know what the plot is. So there's no surprises there. We know who these characters are. If the two leads actually have some chemistry, that's when you're like, "Yes, this is the one. This is the standout above all the others." Because the other ones just all kind of blend together in my mind after a while. So true.
2: Yeah, same here. Like they all sound like. Like I, I say this all the time, but like I genuinely like never remember the titles of any of these Lifetime or Hallmark movies because they all no. like sound like they come out of a generator. Like they have holiday, in yeah. the title, snowflake, or. Angel or like something like very generic that makes it really hard to stick out in my mind. But you know, like I, I really you you asked a question about like whether we like any couples together because they like they recycle them a lot. And oh, I forget the name of the guy, but the Danica uh, McKellar or McKelker or I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like blanking on her last name. But like I, I do generally love like all her movies. And there's, like, a couple of guys that she does, um, like, repeat with fairly
0: often. Um, who am I thinking of? It's an older guy. Oh, I love her, too. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, and, um, and P.S., the, the name of that one movie was um, Snowed in Christmas, double N. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
0: I, Lots I, think of it. I think I've seen that one.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like I think I've seen that much- one. Or it just sounds like 10 other ones I've seen. <laughs> but, um, right. Oh, there was, um, there was a really good one with, um, Ryan McCartland and I think Yana Kramer called uh, twinkle all the way, which is like, a that's
0: adorable.
2: And that's really, it's really cute. Like I watched that recently and I love that one. Um, I'm also just kind of a sucker for Ryan McCartland. Like, I don't know anything about him, but I love him on screen.
1: (laughs) I am um, taking notes so that I I know what to
0: watch. I love him, too. He's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was this one. It's called A Kind of Magic on Amazon and he's Ooh. in it and it was so good it was so good okay. there were like a couple kisses in that one and the chemistry was fantastic the it was like I'm a witchy yeah the witchy yeah
2: i love that one it was so
0: good it was yeah it was a little like um a little different than your average Hallmark <laughs> it was a little a tiny bit spicier yeah
1: and I'm here I for that, that
2: like, the fantasy element of it I like me I too like I would love to see more of, like, the speculative element introduced. Especially because, like, witchy rom-coms are, like, having a moment right now in publishing as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: for sure. Which means we'll probably start getting those movies in, like, another year or two. It'll catch Ooh, up.
0: yes. I know. I, I just saw an announcement that um, Lana Harper's Payback's a Witch. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I think that was in... Shoot. What was it? I don't know. The one, the one magazine where they announced like film things. Variety, I'm usually. a professional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm really excited for that. I hope that happens. Oh, yeah. I, I that'll be
2: good. About that, I'm really excited because I remember reading um, payback so much a few years ago and loving it. And um, yes, and Aaron Sterling, um, uh, the x hmm which is actually, like, what I call yes. my next YA to, but, like, the YA version of that. Um, I really yes. love it. Oh. I'm accidentally hexing somebody. And then, like... The I do, dental- too.
0: So good. Did you read um, the second one? The Kiss Curse? Yeah.
1: Kiss Curse. Yeah, I loved no, that, no, one. No, that one. That no, one was no. really good. I actually like that more.
0: Oh, You'll so love it.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: It sounded yeah, really that like good. that
1: was a good one, too.
2: And I hope there's more books in that series too. I don't know, was it only two? I think there's
1: I think there's one more. I think they're um I forget who the heroine is, but I think it might be the other brother that Ooh, gets like a book. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That would be fun.
0: We also go to like Scotland for a minute in that book.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm yeah. here for
0: the accents. Because I do the, I do a lot of audiobooks, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. The accents are <laughs> so good in, in the audiobook. So treat yourself to that.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I love a actually, Scottish accent.
0: I love a Scottish like accent. a whole bunch of audiobooks only
2: because I feel like even if I listen to it on, like, twice the speed, like, I feel like I can just read it faster. And, like, I don't know if this is something oh. that – I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like when I read an ebook, I can read it way quicker than a print book. Like, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I can, like, read it through an ebook so quick. Um, print for some reason, like, maybe it's the smell of the paper or, like, the way the page feels on my finger, but, like, I want to savor it. Like, I want to take my, skin, oh, um... make my tea, do my skincare. Like, it's a whole, like, little ritual. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know what, like, I mean, it, it's, it's really, like, a nice way of, like, doing self care for sure. But like you're slowing
1: down. Yeah. 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 We probably yeah, I don't do a lot of yeah, for sure. I don't do a lot of audiobooks either because I feel like I can't focus. Like when I am listening to something. Like this will happen even when I'm listening to podcasts occasionally where I like my attention just drifts off in the wind and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I just missed five minutes of whatever happened. I got to like go back <laughs> and rewind because I have no idea what they just said. Um, so I struggle with audiobooks, which is a bummer because I know that they're so good uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that the narrators are always so good. I just haven't ever been able to like really stay with it long enough to get through the whole thing without yeah. having to go back a million times
2: <laughs> yeah I, I 100% relate yeah. to that because I feel like with an audiobook like it's really great for like the banter and like the dialogue and the back and forth and like that's the part that like I love to listen to because the inflection and the tone is so good but yeah. then there's like description and like when it comes to description like I love description and I love to read it like an ebook or, or like a print book But when it comes to an audiobook, I kind of, like, tune out. Like, do we need to be talking Mm. about those trees or that house or, like, the way your outfit looks? Like, I don't care. Move on. Get to the good stuff again. Like, it's just interesting. Different formats, like, they carry, like, a different expectation of, like, what you want out of it as a reader. And, like, I know there's readers out there who, like, alternate and, like, they go back and forth between, like, different formats for the same book. Like I've like I've seen reviews where like, <laughs> I started reading this book as an audiobook and then I switched to the print and then I went back to the audiobook and like and, and like their rating for both is like totally different where it's like, oh the book was a three, but mm, the wow. the were so good and it's so, like it was a five, so I'm just gonna average it to a four. And like I just think that's okay. so interesting because I could never imagine like circling through all those different formats.
1: No, I don't know how you would even um, like, keep really up famous. with that. Yeah, yeah, I could not do that, but.
0: I have done More it. More power to you. You have? <laughs> I, yeah. That's
1: amazing.
0: Only because, like, if I, it, I- I'm sorry, Lily, what?
2: Oh, I just thought I was in awe of you for
0: doing that. Oh, no. No, <laughs> I think it was just because. If I was reading at night, and I, I'm sure my obsession with audiobooks stemmed from I was reading at night and I had to stop. So then I realized I could listen to audiobooks while I worked. <laughs> and then I could like enjoy, uh, you know, sort of tedious or monotonous tasks more if mm-hmm. I could listen to audiobooks. And like, um, it's gotten better now that I'm on anxiety medication. Thank, thank you, Citalopram. <laughs> but um, when I used to go like shopping or um, like the grocery store, any kind of like crowded environment, it helped me so much to have an audiobook in mm-hmm. my ears. I don't know why, oh, but it was like it, it just helped me get through the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just I. But there are certain books I can't listen to, like um, epic fantasy is one that's incredibly difficult. And I think mm-hmm. because of what you said with the, all the world building, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like audiobooks are so great for the action. And so I love listening to contemporary romances in audiobook form because they're um, they tend to be faster paced as far as the dialogue mm-hmm. goes. So, yeah. <laughs> but there were some like I know I've tried like Gideon the ninth on audiobook and that's just when I have to put aside till I have the time to actually read it a physical copy mm-hmm. yeah
2: when I read at night usually like when I'm in bed and like I don't have any like uh fancy way of like doing it it's just like when my phone falls on my face and hurts my nose, that's when I know it's probably going to go to sleep. That's <laughs> time. And then, and bam. And
0: that's yeah,
1: I do, I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the same thing at night. Where And then a lot of times I'll have to go back the next day and like read, like flip back a page or two because I'm mm-hmm. like, I fell asleep yeah. somewhere in here. <laughs> I'm not really quite sure where that actually happens.
2: There are times when it's like, I don't remember. I have no memory of like the last five pages and I got to go back.
1: Yeah. Yep. That happens for sure. (laughs) We all been there. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Well, Lily, this has been so amazing. It was so lovely chatting with you. Could you please tell our lovely listeners where they can find you on the social media?
2: Of course. And thank you so much for having me. I love the whole premise behind the, your podcast. And I'm just like really excited that two of the best authors and people I know are actually like teaming up to do it. Um, I briefly, briefly considered do the- I want to do a podcast? podcast like at the beginning of the pandemic and then I was like no <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> like, like you, you know me, like my, my my me and hobbies like do not like I'm a person who is all in for like the first week and then if I'm not instantly good at it I'm like nope I'm just gonna go on to the next hobby now um so relatable <laughs> so relatable, relatable. Yes, for sure I'm not, like, finding hobbies and really bad at sticking to them So um, that's fair. I'm wishing you both like a long, long longevity with this podcast because I can't wait to listen to every like future episode. And if you want to find me, you you can find me on lilylabyrinth.com. And that's my website. And my Twitter is uh, lilylabyrinth again. And my Instagram, which which I'm not like that great at keeping up with, but I'm trying to get better at is labyrinth spine uh that's spine s-p-i-n-e like labyrinthine i thought i was being clever and everyone like regret not having it like a very simple at lily veil vale for everything
0: um i have not <laughs> it yet, but that's you, you love it you are clever lily and we adore you and we're just so happy to <laughs> chat with you yeah same here and, this and is any super fun Um, And thank you all for listening. We are so happy um, to have you joining us and we will meet cute next time. Have a wonderful day. Hugs and kisses. Thank you so much for
1: listening to Happy to Meet Cute. If you enjoyed our podcast, we would love it so much if you would give us a follow on social media. We are at Happy to Meet Cute on Instagram. And also, if you could please leave a review and subscribe, that would be amazing. If you would like to follow your host, you can find Courtney at court underscore k k a e on all social media platforms and you can find me fallon ballard at fallon ballard everywhere you imbibe your social media if you would like to buy any of the books mentioned in this episode you can find links in the show notes and a special shout out to zachary Kibby and matt ballard for our amazing theme song thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to see you next time